Right out of the wax, we going pack for pack He got no rings, but he got the stats We going pack for pack I'm loving the hobby, it's bringing me racks We going pack for pack, ayy We going pack for pack, ayy We going pack for pack I'm pulling the rookies right out of the wax We going pack for pack He got no rings, but he got the stats We going pack for pack I'm loving the hobby, it's bringing me racks We going pack for pack, ayy We going pack for pack, ayy We going pack for pack Oh, dropping stuff already, huh? It's hot, KK What's going on, fellas? Man, great to be here. Uh, great to reconnect with you guys at our uh, appointed time. One of my, uh, th- this is becoming one of my favorite routines of the week, guys. Say that. Too, Say that. You know, I hit y'all early. I got a lot of other engagements that I have, but man, this is this has become more than therapy. Like I like Donnie said, bro. I'm looking forward to it just to be on the same line and vibe with you guys again, man. Let's get it, man. I'm ready. So everybody, welcome to episode number four. We actually discussed a little bit about how we were going to tackle it. And we decided to uh, dedicate this episode to the youth of the hobby. So The youth youth of the hobby nation. And I think that's what the uh, episode should be called. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Sounds good. And, uh, just uh, kind of gear the questions and our and our segments uh, towards towards the youth and uh, and and how they're doing in the hobby because uh, sometimes you know they get they get pushed out a little bit you know and it's uh, you know it's something that you know we should uh, at least discuss maybe before you get something going you know yeah unless you unless you're a very uh, highly privileged uh, kid in this space uh, you you know probably kids have never been more pushed out of the hobby uh, more so than uh, the current climate yep no sadly they definitely uh uh deserve that recognition because we all we all kind of started as as uh as kids in the hobby and i i remember specifically how much fun and and how that influenced my life you know uh going on further from being a a young teenager to now you know the collector that i am now and everything and uh it's i mean i mean ultimately that's why we still collect you know, yeah. like that's why we're still in. The, it, it's because of the impression that this hobby had on us when we were kids. Nostalgia has always been number one. So, you know, why I'm here and, and stuff, you know, and obviously my art works into it, too. And I was doing that when I was a kid. So it all kind of translates. You know, I'm. It, it makes me feel like I'm still that kid, you know, and the hobby does that. That's what we're chasing. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, Pete, how's your, uh, how's your week been? Man, week was lovely. Week was lovely. Um, last week was spring break uh, for the kids, yeah. so they were here for the all the kids were here. We took a trip to SoCal. My oldest son had booked uh, had an audition a while back, and they had coincidentally booked him for a commercial in L.A. Nice. We had a trip booked to L.A. at the same time, so we had uh, took the family down there. Had a nice little Airbnb. My lady always finds a nice spot for the kids to be able to enjoy themselves and make it memorable. Um, got to uh, stop at several different uh, toys and comic book stops and uh, card shops um, with the kids. I think uh, most notably and memorable while we're talking about kids and the hobby, I uh, got the chance to stop at Cards and Coffee in Hollywood, right? And yep. um as soon as we walked in, we were greeted by by the gentleman behind the counter or the security guard greeted us. 
a man <laughs> took a picture with uh with card killers Seattle uh, uh Seahawks hat custom Ayo. Seahawks hat. You could check that out on my page. So that and then I've been showing my kids um both of you gentlemen and all the other card artists work right on Instagram because they can really care less about a sports card. But when they see these card artist cards, their eyes open up, they smile, they want to scroll through. So uh, when we're talking about um, how, how uh, it's hard for children to get into the hobby now, I just think there's different places that we can, we can show them where they can look. Right. But my son got to see that hat as well. And he was, amazed they gave him some cards uh loose cards and some packs of cards at the same time just like when i was a kid so even though i walked in there thinking this is this big mainstream hobby shop they're still doing things like you know traditional you know what i mean which i thought was pretty cool ended up snatching a um a how greer psa 5 um from there as something that I uh, I saw I that that was that was, that was that 1961 Fleer, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I have that card raw, but I wanted to buy something within budget from every spot we stopped at, and the kids got some Pokemon cards from there, which was out of budget. So I went with the Hal <laughs> Greer. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I think like most importantly, my son when he saw that hat, and then I got to go back to the display tables and show him all these tops Chrome refractors and things like that, and different cards. That that, uh, that that you all use to create these pieces of art. And my son's like, wow, so they make cards and other things? Like, now he came home and he started doing his own artistic things now with several yeah. different things. So, yeah, man, it's just beautiful to be able to just see that. And I wasn't even trying to push push that, you know what I mean, on him. But, yeah, shout out to y'all, man. Hey, so maybe, my week was great. Maybe one night, maybe one night we can get a, we could do a live where we do a little uh, card art with the kids. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, you know, what's kind of crazy is um, you would think there would be more more kids jumping in uh, the art card space. And I mean, I would say, I mean, almost 100 percent of all the card artists that I know are not children, man. Like they are, you know, probably, uh, you know, 25 and up and, and, and mostly, you know, about 30 and up because we're all rolling off nostalgia, you know. Right. Definitely. Well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, we chose this topic for this episode because I knew that Pete was going to have a lot more of a, uh, an intimate situation uh, with <laughs> kids because A, he has them and, and, you know, you also work with them. So, uh, you know, I knew that uh, it was going to be a rich subject for you to tackle today. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was glad to get, uh, to get this one going for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I like that idea about bringing the kids in. I can't wait till next week. They're going to, kids will be back on campus. Um, so uh, just being able to build with them and put the cards in their hand and maybe even the tools to help them create, that might be what's holding them back is they might not have the tools to create these cards or know how, right. Or know that it's that easy to just use your scissors and a marker or whatever it is, whatever you have. Uh, you know, you know what, what? I think the exacto blade kind of sets things apart. I think, uh, I- it's not maybe maybe there needs to be more of a kid friendly exacto knife. Yeah. I don't know if that exists, but uh, th- I mean that would help, uh, you know, get get the kids into uh, the space like this because, um, yeah, I mean, mo- probably most parents wouldn't even want their kids messing around with a real sharp exacto knife, you know. Right. There are yeah. there are higher levels of like precision cut scissors that actually do the job very well. 
Um, you know, but you just that's that's a different thing than the exacto because the exacto is like one of those straight edge cuts. It's cuts. way different. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I use a uh, big handle scissors, uh, very small, small metal shears, but they have big handles and uh, I can actually get pretty good curves. I've gotten used to making pretty good curves cuts with that. Um, so there's definitely maybe, you know, you could develop some kind of kit, uh, you know, that that gets you started on card art because it really seriously, it's it's an easy thing to jump into and maybe, you know, more difficult down the line, the more serious you get about it. But you can certainly jump into it at any level, you know. Right, right. And I think yeah. it's cool to have them start off with less is more, even if they're using the same little uh, plastic scissors, you know what I mean? Or yeah. the safe safety scissors, just anything to get them started and to see what they can create with less. I'm pretty sure will they'll they'll learn how to the, the master every every tool possible. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and you know what you know what blows my mind, man? Um not only uh how big card art has gotten, but even with Project Twenty Twenty and now Project Seventy. During the pandemic, there couldn't have been a better time for a company like Tops to to make a set, a kit that you know basically everything you need to make some card art with you and your kids. Make it, I mean, that is that that would have been the best way to mesh, you know, multiple generations all in one. You know, get get the older uh, community back into it, get the kids back, or get the kids into it initially. And I mean, that's that, that's just a huge win win, you know? Yeah, they could even do it where the, the images of the athletes and the design of the names and stuff are, are, are like, already cut out. Yeah, are, yeah, perforated so that they don't really have to use that equipment, you know? Very true. Yeah, there's so many ways to approach it. But I, I definitely think like a cool little kit, uh, you know, with a stack of, uh, you know, pre-made paper and, and uh, you know, in the format of two and a half by three and a half ready to go. Uh, would get a lot of people more interested. Uh, but I mean, it's happening on its own. <laughs> you know, we're figuring out a way, you know, how to do it without it. But I'm, I'm just saying that's, that's not a bad idea. We have to put that together if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not a bad Man, idea. hey, Pete, um, I know we, I know we're kind of on a, you know, somewhat of a limited time schedule. But um, man, I would love to know, you know, more about the, uh, the trip you had in LA. You know, I'm sure I mean, yo, real talk, I haven't been on a vacation in years to anywhere, right. <laughs> you know, um, so I'd love to live vic- vicariously through you. You know, I got a, I got the gist, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, what, what were the emotions like, man? The, the, you feel like the kids had more fun than you did? Um, I mean, uh, how, you know, what, what was the commercial about? Did the kid, uh, did your boy end up doing the commercial and all that? Yeah, he ended up doing the commercial. I forgot. I honestly forgot. He he didn't even know who he was uh, doing the commercial for because it wasn't like a, a big name company or anything. Sure. But it was either uh, it was either I can't remember if it was a um, it was either a small bank or some kind of insurance company or something like that. He was shooting a commercial with some other children for, and nice. um, my two oldest children. Um, that I have with my now ex-wife, they're into acting and modeling a lot. So okay, they, so they they probably have an agent and all that, huh? Absolutely, they have an agent right. in NorCal and SoCal. So they frequently get booked. You know what I mean for for these gigs and stuff. At least once a month, one of them. So they're yeah, either awesome. some somewhere doing something. So, but we had this family trip actually planned out weeks before or at least a week before we found out he got the gig because oh, um, my partner 
um, she started going back to work today. And then I started going back to work, like actually on site every day today in preparation for the students Welcome coming back. back next week. So we said, you know what? We have spring break. All the kids are going to be here. Let's take a family trip to SoCal um, just out the blue. So she did her thing, got an Airbnb. We got tickets to Magic Mountain for Friday. We had already mapped out a whole bunch of toy stores and comic book stores you wanted to go to. And we just really wanted to just <clears throat> get away and spend time with each other. We love to toy hunt. Even before card hunting, the boys, nice. they love toy hunting. Like they all, we all go after certain vintage toys or toys to add to our PC collection. They have an un, um, uh, toys that they collect that are new in box as well too. So I'm getting them on this yeah. sealed habit, you know what I mean, at a young age nice. and just learning patience and, you know, certain things you can play with and not. So they've had that experience for a while. I've taken them to several like different toy cons and things like that. So this was this was just pretty much uh, 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 what they call a yes day for them. We just got to our yes week, go out to doing any, everything they wanted to do. They each had their own little budget, which they nobody went over their budget. Nobody even really cracked into their budget, which was amazing. Um my, That's my some partner. humble stuff, man. That's great stuff. You know, a lot, a lot of kids would blow through that and, and start asking for more, you know? Right, right, right. But I think it's because we do this so much or we do it enough to where they see that there's options. And if they wait, then sometimes they actually get what they want or what they need. It didn't start they, off like that. They, they know the drill. Yeah, they know the drill. They know the drill. But my partner also got me a uh, man. I love this woman. She got me a she rented me a slingshot for the day. One of those three wheel uh, vehicles. Uh, to ride oh man, those look those look too fun, man. Yeah, so we got I got one of those, and then each one of the kids, my two oldest boys, got to ride with me for at least you know what I'm saying each half the day from toy spot to card spot to comic book spot in the slingshot. So that was pretty cool, and then just spending time at the house together, man, and in the car playing games. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's cool because normally when we in the house, we're all doing something different. So. When we're out, we're all doing the same exact thing. So that was it. I got to um, almost hooked up with my guy, uh, Brian, from Talon Sports Cards and Talon over there. Nice. I was real, real close to linking up with him, but it just schedules didn't link up. Uh, but next time, for sure, for sure. And a whole bunch of other. Um, shout out, shout out Talon Sports. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Talon Sports. Real cool, real cool. So, yeah, that that was it, man. That was it. So now it's back to the grind. Um, yeah, on school campus, four days a week getting ready to prepare for the kids coming in next week and then man, keeping them safe and helping them get caught up. And I, man, that's all. Awesome. I just picture you doing this stuff uh, out in California and all I could, uh, you know, I'm from New York city and all I think about is like, Oh man, that must've been comfortable weather too. Cause. <laughs> oh yeah. It's I think nice. about doing stuff like that here. I'm like, yeah, but it's freezing here. I wouldn't even enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome that you got to do that with your kids and, uh, I'm a bit, you know what? I'm a, I'm a little like you, Pete, with the uh, with the vintage toys because I have a, a bunch myself, and and those um, I strictly bought them in box, and I don't touch that stuff. It's like that's my version of of not un, uh, not opening up wax, you know? Right. Because uh, yeah, I actually I was I started getting starting starting lineup figures and bobbleheads uh, before I got back into collecting. Man, I had. I probably had fifty, you know, probably like ten, ten or more starting lineups that I got from like Goodwill or thrift shops uh, before I actually got back into collecting. Mm -hmm. You know, so and that's that's cool that we all have a connection to that. And also, I, I wanted to bring up, you know, here we are, we're recording episode four, 
um, it has been a pleasure getting everybody's feedback, man. Like I have uh, on this pod on this podcast specifically, uh, you know, I, I have gotten nothing but, uh, you know, real positive stuff. And I mean, I mean, uh, I know I know Card Killer can attest, you know, we, we, we've been a part of, you know, numerous, uh, you know, group chats where people are like, you know, giving us their their feedback to both of us at the same time. And, um, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all been good stuff, man. You know, and, and even from people that I've never even, uh, had, uh, one conversation with, you know, feel the need to hit me up and, and, and like, like I said, card killer can attest, like we, we have people that, uh, you know, are, are damn near craving it, you know, saying, you know, just kind of hitting us up. Like, you know, when is the next one coming out? <laughs> you I think, you know, that people are just relaxed when they hear it because, you know, we're not really like, you know, it's nothing getting too serious about like, uh, you know, like investing and stuff that you got to like listen for. And then you got to, you know, go ahead and pursue that. This is kind of just like a relaxing, a relaxing, like, let's just talk about the hobby and the people in the hobby type situation. I think people just, and we don't start off with 10 minutes of ads, you yeah, know, and we just enjoy it. I mean, God, you know, if we get sponsors and everything, maybe, you know, you know, that's like a natural progression, everything, but right now we're just kind of just having fun with it and figuring out exactly uh, the ins and outs of, of what it means to have fun, you know? So, uh, you know that last episode was chock full of nuts, man. That was an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You, you, you guys, you guys made some good points. I have a question for you, real quick. How much? Because, like, what we talk about, like you said, we talk about uh, all different types of things within the hobby, right? Not necessarily investing. And when you look on the other side, or if there is, a, there's, there's several different sides or areas, but mostly you always hear people about investing in money. But at the same time, it's a good chunk of those people who are also n normal, who really don't care a lot about the investing. That just happens to be either what they do, what they're good at, and a hat they also wear, right? So how much of the hobby, how much of the people in the hobby are actually just folks who enjoy collecting and being human beings and normal ups and downs in life, and the hobby just adds that sense of value or escape for them do you feel like it's overcrowded with the investing component now or well what or i mean what what what, what what i can say off top is uh most people that are in it for the love have been doing it for more than the last two years you know um there, there i mean there's a lot of investing and a lot of I mean, as as you gentlemen both know, there's been a lot of people jumping in this uh, hobby, uh, not for the love of uh, cards and, and and the love of sports. Even um, it's just been the next cool thing to invest in. That there's been a lot of uh, capital, a lot of uh, profit being made. So you know, just like people invest in real estate, they don't love houses. You know, it's something like that kind of. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, I would also think that, um, you know, that investment stuff and, and, what, and seeing bigger money come into the hobby also creates opportunity for new products and new innovation. And uh, be, because people are willing to throw extra money into something, you know, taking the, ne the next big shot at something. So, you know, when we get to see stuff new, like what Tops is doing, um, you know, on the digital art uh, side of it and everything and, and that blowing up, uh, you know, that's one avenue that's going to be taken. And, uh, and you know, you get more, you get more like quality, I think, that w when it comes down to it, because the, the ideas that get, um, that get put in and, and invested in, uh, the, you know, the strong ones survive. And then those are the ones that last, but they need to get here in the first place. And I think that's what's happening now, you know? 
Yo, we need everything, man. We need every. We need the collectors, the investors. We need everybody to play their part. Like I said it, was, basically. That's in order for us yeah. to get our our our, uh, our uh, hobby show on ESPN, man, we got. There's got to be the the investors got to be <laughs> sniffing. You know, they got to be here, <laughs> right? So, Thanks. outside the wax, baby. Uh, you can find us on ESPN. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, you know, in the near future, all that stuff, man. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, I, you know, uh, on a recent topic, actually, uh, last week there was a nice big show in Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, that I got a lot. I mean, I was in New York City, so I didn't get to it, but there, I had a lot of access to it because there were people there that um, that were um, showing off a, a, a bit of my artwork. And um, and I got a good feel of, of, of what the show was like, you know, and I haven't been to a show in a long time because in New York City, they've really shut that down. They haven't opened up any shows yet. So I've been waiting and waiting. Uh, but, you know, to see the electricity up out down in Tampa was was really, really cool because. I mean, man, they were, you know, the, the guys are sitting there dropping stacks of cash on, on tables and stuff and making deals. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting thing to see, um, have, you know, this having to be the youth episode, I wish I could have seen a little bit more of, of like younger people in there, you know, and have it be their arena as well. It seemed a little bit more, um, you know, top heavy with, with, um, guys in their twenties and thirties, you know, Doing, doing big the big cash. flips, doing the big flips. But you know, two years ago when I went to a show, I never saw stuff like that, and that they seem to be doing it all day. So um, it was it was exciting to see, and I can't wait for uh, you know these shows to come back here up in my area. We get the East Coast National, and that's in White Plains, New York. So that's the closest show I get to. Um, and uh, you know, obviously Chicago is not that close, but. That's a big one that uh, I want to get to. And I think we all, all three of us would be awesome if we all went to. It would be a blast. Yeah. It, I mean, it appears that the world is, is starting to open up more yeah. and more. Uh, I mean, definitely in California, uh, my the job that I was working for multiple years before the, the pandemic shut it down. Uh, you know, there's a buzz about it starting to open back up. Uh, you know, no, no official dates, uh, you know, given to us, but you can tell like, you know, they're starting to starting to talk to management and, you know, see about the, the next, you know, the, the next uh, part yeah, of the process. That's, that's where I get so, my refractors, too. The, I get most of my pieces that shows, you know, for color that I use in my work. And uh, man, mm. yeah, just go to nationals with like, uh, you know, 500 bucks just based for refractors. Dude, yeah, <laughs> you, you see me hitting the, uh, the, the refractor bin real hard. You probably that that's probably how you identify me if I'm, I'm not wearing a mask. I was like, why is that old man hitting the, <laughs> hitting the uh, refractor bins? And I'm trying to get him at four or five dollars, uh, four or five um, cards for a dollar, you know? And it's, yeah, well, good luck. It's nice. Well, yeah, now it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive. But, you know, eBay is never really, <laughs> eBay is not really, um, you know, efficient at that because, you know, you don't, you don't really get co- like lots of color. It's, that's not how they sell the cards. They sell them, you know, based on the player and, and, you know, and the card itself, not not color, and plus, then I'd have to pay I shipping. Mean, nowadays, right? you're looking at more than a buck. Yeah, pop, you know. But then you got to pay factor. shipping, so it's it's hard to it's hard to do on eBay. That's why I like going to shows because then I could just get stacks, and I'm good for like months. But uh, I need my shows back, guys. I need them to come back to uh, to the tri-state area over here in New York, New Jersey. Yo, you need to get your ass down well, to California. To is what California. you need That's to do. True. That's true. 
that may mm-hmm. be in the cards, mm-hmm. you know, before long. We'll find out. Maybe, okay. huh? Oh, We're going to get to New York, too, Donnie. We're going to get to New York, too, real soon. We will visit. Uh, yeah, we will for sure visit New York. But, I mean, me me and you, like your whole family's out here, you know. Yeah. Uh, for, for KK to come out here, man, that just kind of starts, it kind of builds the trifecta up, you know. I'll take you guys oh, down yeah. to uh, Coney Island. You guys can go on the uh, the roller coasters there. If it's a fun time and it's a it's a fun place. I got some fam out there okay, in New cool. York too. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, KK, I I'm serious about trying to come out there at some point to uh, to work on that helmet mm-hmm. with you. Uh, me, uh, Card Killer, and I are, are going to be customizing a full size uh, uh, authenticated uh, Patrick Mahomes. Full size helmet, gorgeous, gorgeous, and uh, oh yeah, and I document every part of that. Yeah, and I think I think I'm it would about be from the plane trip to everything. Yeah. yeah, I think it would behoove us to not, uh, you know, link up in person to to work on that a little bit. And and shit, I'd love to have Pete come out with me. You know, that'd be great. Gotta make, make it happen. We gonna make it happen. That sounds good, guys. Well, we we can move on to our um our question segment. It sounds about right. Uh, yes, uh, I think we we shared our, our questions um, before. So uh, does anybody want to uh, give it a first shot? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll ask mine first. I'll ask mine first. All right. My question is, what was the one card that you couldn't have or couldn't afford as a kid that you now own or that you hope to own mm-hmm. in the future? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll tackle that one. And it's man, it's it's, it's funny. I, I bet you there's hundreds, if not thousands, of kids that uh, can contest to this one. And uh, it's also it's humorous because it takes a it takes a, a a certain generation to have this be your answer. However, there's probably a lot of people that would have it. Um, and I would say it's it's a dual answer of. The Mark McGuire uh, USA mm-hmm. rookie card from 1985 tops. When I was a kid, uh, that was like, you know, no no less than a hundred dollars raw. Um, compared to you know, a Barry Bonds rookie was probably like five bucks, ten bucks. That tops USA uh, team rookie, the only true rookie of Mark McGuire, was super heavy. And then, you know, flash forward throughout a you know, all the, all of uh, the trials and tribulations he had. Uh, there was definitely a, a point in time where I scooped up probably five of them for five bucks a pop. You know, yeah, you know, be, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that card. And, and it's really a cool card because you can get that out of a pack in 85, right? I am correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 86, yeah. there is no Maguire. And then you get it back in 87. I think uh, we could leave it up to a card artist to, to maybe define what an 86 Maguire should look like. The nice little project, right? right? I like that. And, and, mm. and just, just to fin- just to finish the uh, the yeah, dual answer sorry. that I had, the, the other the other card was uh, you know nineteen eighty nine upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. Oh. Um, that was also a super out of reach card when I was a kid, um, and you know that 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 card has fluctuated for sure, but uh, it's actually already kind of gone up to where it's you know probably out of reach for most kids right now but you know there was a, a good chunk of like 10 years where you could probably get that card for about 20 bucks yeah. you know 
Yeah, that card has a. So yeah, that's my that's my answer. That card definitely has a crazy history. <laughs> it's obviously my favorite card of all time. When I was a kid, it, it was yeah. one of those things where I had maybe twenty or thirty copies of of almost every Griffey. Uh, you know, in, in 90, 1990, 91, 92, because they, you get them in packs and they, they weren't expensive even to buy loose at two or $3 a piece. But the upper deck was always up there. So like I used to do a thing where I would get a bunch of the lower grade ones and then I'd flip and I'd keep flipping until I could reach the 89. You know, I've never had more than maybe three or four at a time when I was like 12 or 13. But, you know, I had to work for those because they, they were expensive. Well, that's exactly what yeah. they wanted, man. They, you know, they, they didn't want that one to be easy nope. to come no, by. And it, and it wasn't. That's why I only had a few at a time. Uh, I've actually uh, taken um, some some power tools to them, uh, you know, in recent days. But that's a different story. <laughs> out of respect, out of complete <laughs> respect. Everybody knows the, the deal there. D- destruction out of respect. You got to right, love it. I got my card, too. Um and this is a card that I actually owned and I got recently, but it's also a Griffey and it's also an 89, but it's like, it's one of those ones that were, were not attainable in packs. So anytime you you came across it, it was always sitting in a dealer's uh, case and it was always expensive, even, even in a, um, in, in a raw grade. I mean, that, that was 89. So they weren't even real grading back then. So you know, they, they had a premium price on it, and that was the 89 Bowman, but the Tiffany version. So the Tiffany one was one I can never really get a hold of because it was twice as much as, you know, the Upper Deck Rookie or three times as much as the Upper Deck Rookie. And they were hard to come by because they were always only put in those sets that were given to the employees. So they, they, they weren't that easy to oh, yeah, find. Sure. And, you know, and the 89 regular Upper, the one that you got in the packs – you know, they, they, they were never really in great shape. They were big cards, you know, they were hard to right. handle super yeah, always, always off centered and everything. So I always had my eye on that card. And then, uh, I owned it for a little while back in the, I'd say like 2008, uh, I, I purchased one on eBay and then I held onto it for about two years and I flipped it. Uh, and I got double my money, which was nice back then, but, um, compared to what it's worth now, oh my God, I wish I could have had it back. But I did reinvest and and did and got one last year. So um, so that and it's in a BGS case. So uh, yeah. So it's still a really nice card. Uh, it's a nine five. Um, you know, there's there's three nine fives and a nine for centering. But the what I, what I think about that is that you look at that nine centering, and actually, it's not my my particular copy is is not centered off-centered left to right it's so it's slightly off-centered up down so it's a little bottom heavy which actually it doesn't look bad it doesn't like look like a centering like the centering is an issue for the card and i've seen psa 10s with with worse centering than mine so um so like mm-hmm. i i look at that card as, as like the the one little <laughs> avenue you can get a little bit of a bargain on uh because bgs 9.5s are have fallen behind psa 10 quite a bit in in recent days you know yeah especially yeah, in recent days. Yeah. yeah and so i think that that crossover is very very possible uh one day but uh you know i just like the card for the card so i like the way it sits right now i, I had no problems with it so <laughs> so uh you know it was definitely something i sought after when i was a kid and then uh i, I don't think i want to let go of this one you know unless there's some kind of dire need for me to do that so I'm going to hold on to it uh, long term. 
But that that's my youth card that I never had. And you know what time it is now, man. It's time for Pete that's to right. answer that same question. Same question. So hey, for hey. me, for me, it's it's gonna be it's crazy, but I was a Latrell Sprewell mm-hmm. fan um, oh, that ain't crazy. in the I early nineties. Come on now. Yeah, and and the one the the one Latrell Sprewell card that I either couldn't afford, was always told no, or just wasn't able to get at the time it, it I wanted finest. it, and it was fresh out. You already know, nineteen ninety three, <laughs> ninety four tops finest, and because exactly for what uh for what KK has been talking about with colors. Yep. Like for me with the cards, those are my favorite cards are the ones with the craziest, loudest, brightest colors. They're so attractive to me. And that 93, 94 tops finest from the mm-hmm. box alone, right? was just so colorful. It reminded me of cross. It was the same way my mother used to dress us. You know what I mean? So yeah, super so, colorful, uh, huh? Yeah, super colorful. It's just just a splash of colors, and yeah. it's you know with with the refractor, right? So I always wanted that card. Um, I, I believe- you know when you think when you think back to like old school Sinbad just rocking those jackets with fucking yeah. fifty different colors <laughs> on them. You know, like uh, just hella different squares. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And right underneath that outfit, I'd have on my Latrell Sprewell jersey and warrior shorts. So I had the whole get up. So you I wanted the, that You card. was the man out here, man. No no doubt. Yeah. yeah. And I had all of his rookie cards. You know what I'm saying? I had like I had a, a bunch of his cards, but that, that the top's finest was always the product in the card where I tried and go buy the single, my dad would say, or a pack. He'd say, no, like I'm not paying $4 for a pack or more than five dollars for a single card it's not happening you know i'm not even a dollar for a single card let alone five dollars for a single card that's how my (laughs) that's how my pops was with t-shirts man he he, like every t-shirt he owned was like from a from a gig he did or whatever and he'd be like man never buying a t-shirt for more than five bucks more than ten bucks crazy (laughs) you know and i'm over here like man let me get that upper playground sweater like like, (laughs) ripping you know yeah, yeah. So it was some of that, Donnie. And uh, I think um, uh, what about a year ago? I finally, a year, maybe a little over a year ago, I finally was like, you know what? Let me go in. I think I have that top's finest Sprewell card, but I know for sure I I ended up buying the Hobby Box um about a year, a year and I'm a half. Sure, ago. that card's a lot cheaper now and a lot more uh able it's about to get two dollars, <laughs> probably about two dollars yeah. now, if that. Yeah. Hey, so how do you feel about when, uh, you know, when those refractors from that year, you know, obviously sometimes they kind of, they kind of get a little greenish. What they, what, what some re- refer to as kind of hulking out. Um, does that, right. does that bother you, or does that not really bother you too much, Pete? Um, to be honest with you, bro, it doesn't really bother me because I'm gonna be honest. When I, back when I was a kid, the only way I'd be able to really tell or care about the refractor. Like, I didn't know the refractor had more value. I knew it was a chase, but I didn't really put value or dollar. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way with it, bro. Like, I remember in those Tops Finest, the first couple years, one out of every four boxes were hot boxes. So every card was a refractor in there. So no, you. So, uh, I thought I thought you said every 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 pack had one refractor. No, it was every, every no every because every pack already comes with one refractor in the in the in the okay. jumbo box. Oh crap! So every single card, huh? Every single card is a refractor. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Man, we gotta crack your box. We gotta we gotta crack the box you got. <laughs> you gotta do it, man. 
one day, one day that will happen. One day we're gonna, we're gonna. That's gonna. That'll be, be the best day of my life, man. You'll never yeah. see me more, more juice. That's when we land. When we that. land a contract like, yeah. uh, like Dr. Dre did for Beats, then, then we'll crack that box. Exactly. Shit, exactly. we gotta get a billion dollar contract before we could crack it. That's fucked oh, up. No, you know what? Yeah, yeah. That, we're gonna oh my to god. Break. No. Oh, y'all got one pack, man. But don't lose your mind. Yeah, maybe a pack on me, maybe a pack. But every like, like that—that—that's almost a crime. Like that—that—that's almost like you, you got to report that. Hey, but you know? every, every card fully <laughs> customized, it's not that much of a crime. Very right. true, and, man. And plus, Let's I mean, go. If they made that many right. refractors, uh, you know, maybe they're a little bit more common than than certainly the baseball that year because that. No, they're not, they're that, not common? that common. They're not that common, man. Okay. Definitely not that common. But we know we know that the, the, the baseball ninety three refractor, the top finest, was like, you know, you could get uh, what was it, one card a case. It, it was a case hit. And then, you know, the, it was hard to get. They were hard to get. Because the price point on those when they first came out were like twice as much yeah. as the basketball. Yeah, no, that's true. They were expensive. I remember that's another thing, you know, what was happening when I was a kid in in the hobby. Uh, you know, it's it's on such a, a crazy level today. But even back then, we had to deal with, oh, man, now it's not 50 cents a pack. Now it's two fifty a pack. And, you know, that affects you when you have like a five dollar allowance a week. You know, you, you don't really get to get the upper deck unless you just want to get one or two packs, um, you know. And then, you know, every single year it went up and up and, you know, it, it got harder and harder for us. Uh, and I can't even imagine what it's like now, you know. All right. All right. I want to say there's language on the Internet, but I want to say the 93, 94 baseball tops finest. I want to say that was ten dollars a pack when it first dropped. Yeah. And that was crazy. And that was, back then. The yeah, and that, was was all just, that was all just base cards. There was no inserts. The only thing they had was the refractor. And it was, they were so hard to pull that people were right. people didn't even really know about it in the beginning. They, you know, they kind of had to figure it out because I don't think top. Exactly. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't know about the significance of refractors yeah. when I was a kid. I had no yeah, idea. And the, and the greening of it doesn't bother me as no. much as, let's say, the yellowing of a bubble on one of those vintage toys, man. That annoys the crap out of me. I hate that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the refractors, uh, that, that was an instant classic that year. And the finest designs, oh, they're awesome. They were awesome. That's why they still make them today. You know, they still like do heritage versions of them. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Love that year. Shit. Well, uh, man, if you, if you don't mind, man, yes, I'll sir. shoot my question out. I know I know Pete's got to uh, do some coaching, man. Talk, speaking of youth, That's you right. know, he's about to coach yes, the sir. youth. Um, <laughs> so, man, I, I, I wrote it down, man. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, let's see. Do you do you think the current state of the hobby, uh, you know, being so greedy heavy, will make it harder for the youth of the hobby nation uh, to have the same type of enjoyment that we got as kids? Um, you know, the same the same type of enjoyment that made people like uh, me and Card Killer want to want to come back into the hobby later in life. Um, and, and, and him and I both, we didn't jump in uh, back to the hobby for profit. You know, like that was never why we jumped back in. And I mean, even for you, Pete, I believe you have uh, you've been collecting your whole life. Like you never even took a break. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so and a, a lot of that has to do with the impression it made on you as a kid. Like, is that 
is that still possible to happen? You know, like, do you have to be a super wealthy kid or like, you know, how is, how, how is there a way, um, you know, to, to, to make sure that the youth isn't fizzled out, uh, of that type of enjoyment, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, we, I, we just kind of just got into it a little bit before, so I'll just, I'll make mine brief, my answer, but you know, like just watching the packs go up as we got older when we were when we were kids was difficult enough. And now it's like even an, even what we considered a, a mid mid tier uh, product a couple of years ago is now out of touch. Um, so like even, you know, yeah, uh, people just freaking go into retail and, and clearing out retail. I think that's um that's probably where the biggest problem lies for me, because, you know, how many, you know, the opportunity for a kid to get, uh, you know, to get a hobby box is harder, but they can deal with it in retail because a, their parents take them to these places like target and Walmart because they're going shopping. Right. So, you know, the kids have an opportunity to get a hold of a, of a a blaster box for 10 or 20, you know, and then. I mean, nowadays that, that casual pickup at target doesn't even exist. The shelves are clear. There's a sign saying that you have to pick it up at the counter on Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Who has the goddamn time to do that? I mean, I can't revolve. That is like drugs, man. That is like drugs. That's how when you go pick up your drugs. That is just for adults who are going after those boxes so that they could flip them online. So like, I would want to fix that. Like if I had a, a choice to take on something that would help kids get a hold of, 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 of the products is just to make sure that, um, I don't know, there's something maybe, I don't know, it's only available to kids. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to implement that, but like, you know, if you fix it at the retail level with the lower price product, then I think maybe, you know, there's a better chance of kids not being discouraged because we, we need them in the hobby. Yeah. Well, then you'd have a bunch of manipulation. You'd have parents coming in with the, with with kids that aren't theirs, and and you know all sorts of weird shit to to you know get what they need. Yeah, I mean they can organize drugs, maybe you know? a kids' day where you know person you know the person buying the wax is 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 obviously visibly a kid, you know, and maybe you know who knows they may be flipping it whatever. I mean that's you know out of our control and everything, but. At least you know you can you can get that conversation going and, and point it in a better direction. You know what though, that starts a whole another conversation because I bet you most of them. Yeah, would I mean, flip it. They're, they're, the kids are savvy today too. But yes, yes and no, yes and no because I have I have a, a hidden menu. Peter Pacman has a hidden menu. RPS has a hidden menu. Any child with parent consent who has a parent, uh, child and parent who actually communicates with us. We'll sell them any okay. retail product we have at retail price. Yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, that's a start. So, and, and I know that some, and these kids rip it. Like they send yeah. us pictures of them ripping it. You know what I mean? Of it ripped. But Donnie, you're right. Some of them do flip it. But from a youngster standpoint, I think that's just as impactful. You know what I mean? Because they're still, we're still teaching them at that point um, and can still mold them properly. You know what I mean? On yeah. how to fl- flip more. You know what I mean? Instead of some of us adults who may, just be out for the money because we're not into the retail product, you know what I'm saying, as much. And we want to flip it to get what we want or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but but you're absolutely right, though, Donnie. I mean, as, as long as what they want is some other type of cards, you know, like rather than just buying into the hobby real quick just to flip it and then go or how about you know, a, buy something like else, a, you know, a, if you could get this, that, that product into hands of, of kids that you can have a rip party. 
Like either you do it at a location or you do it like through a Zoom meeting yeah. where everybody's having fun, you know? That's kind of something that, that could be organized, you know? Yeah, that, once you that, move out to California and then we got all three of us in one stationary spot, yeah, we can throw it, in a van. That would be <laughs> awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really, as far as getting the cards into pe- the children's hands, man, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of collectors who, if they know and feel that those cards are going to serve a purpose to children, they will willfully send the cards directly to those schools because I've been having people send them directly to my school. But I just think people have to know what to do from there. And I know there's also a lot of adults who, who don't have um, the right intentions with these uh, with, with sending with collecting all these cards and bringing them to kids. They still have tax write offs and all this and still um, a whole bunch of other things they want along with that. So it's yeah. not just about the kids for them. So it's, it's still a touchy. It's, it's touchy. It's hard. But we have the right team to when we put that together. It's always going to work. Good. It's going to work for sure. That was a good question. I think I, I'm the, I'm the last it. one with the question. So um, let me get straight to it. Is everybody done with that question? Was that everything? Yeah, you you yeah. answered that as, yeah. as well, right, Pete? Yeah. So that was basically it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I answered as well. I think. Yeah. Basically, I think, I think if I was yeah. going to add anything, it'd be what we touched on in the beginning. I feel not just looking like all right. If if we can't get these cars into the children's hands, if it's impossible, how else can we give them access to be able to add value? And that's through art. That's through being creative, through being innovative. They can, you know what I mean? They can create their own anything or we can help build that platform for them. Yeah, I know. I know um, Card Killer and I both spent uh, quite a bit of time as we were coming up, building our page, uh, literally just sending countless countless free packages out um i'll be honest man i I never really sent out to a kid that their first message was hey send me a card i would never send to that person however i found myself sending hundreds of free packages out um to you know you you kind of build a rapport and then you know that you know maybe their favorite player is uh, Fernando, for example, you know, there's a kid that's always in my lives, man. And I, I met him actually in person at a Giants game. And he lives in Washington, D.C., man, like across the country. And yet, you know, he's probably my biggest fan. dude. He's in every single live uh, video of mine. I know that his favorite player is Fernando Tatis. And uh, I also know that, you know, Fernando Tatis, uh, you know, his all of his rookie cards, even the non-licensed stuff is pretty expensive, you know. So, I, I, I mean, he's a kid, you know, whether he's uh, 16, 17, something like that. Um, it, it, it was very easy for me to find uh, Fernando Tatis that's maybe around $20, $20 or less and send it out to him. And that made his day, you know, and I've done that hundreds of times and. You know, so when, when, when someone approaches me and, and, and says, hey, man, do you want to you want to give back to the community with me? It's, it's like uh, I it's, I'm already uh, I'm already one step ahead. Of <laughs> you know, uh, OK, before I go to my question, I'll just say one more thing. If we if let's double down on this, Donnie, we can do this. Um, anybody who um, who's 13 and under who's listening in and, and is um, curious about um you know, getting into some card art. We got a platform on Instagram called uh, Sports Card Art Gallery. 
And uh, if you start making some card art and you shoot us some pics, uh, we'll get you a feature on that page, man. We'll, we'll put together maybe a kid series where Ooh. we, we uh, show the, the youth uh, doing uh, card art. And, you know, that page right now has over 7,000 followers. So it's a legit platform for you for you to see. It sure does. Hey, we could uh, we it, it could be it could be fifth. We'll set 15. the line at okay, 15, 15 years or younger. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody listening, man, to encourage kids to start, you know, making making some or cool uh, card art or themselves. Or uh, yeah. not of themselves, but for themselves, you know, we'd love to, we'd love yeah, to host you up if, on the gallery, man. That'd be awesome. Kids, Super down and, for that. You know, this, this, it's a bonding experience for you, man. You know, send us, send us what you're, uh, send us what you're doing with them and, and, and we'll get it, we'll get it seen. No doubt. All right. Yeah, Excellent. absolutely. Uh, my, we'd, my we'd question, we'll make it quick because we're kind of running a little bit low on time here. Okay, we we actually get right. on time, gentlemen. Don't don't make it too quick. Let's go. My, we, my we, question we is more, let's just, go. more or less yeah, just um, think about remember back when you were a kid, and then um, just just blurt out okay. like an experience you had with the hobby as a kid, and and how it shaped you. Like, is there one specific? Um, it, like, did you go to a show once, and did something fun happen, or did you pull a card that you were really excited about? Do you have like one like kind of cool story that you did when you were a kid? that pertains to the hobby i can think back to the literal uh first experience i had with sports cards and it was incredibly uh impressionable on um, me man i must i must have been about five six years old you know um kind of parents going through a divorce and uh you know we were always at daycare uh because i mean you know you got two hardworking parents, like obviously, you know, daycare is probably going to come up in the picture at some point, uh -huh. um, especially back then. And um, my, th there was a counselor there, man. His name was Jesse. And this, this is before uh, I was even old enough to go to daycare. But uh, th this counselor took a, a, a liking to my brother and he got, you know, he started giving him some, some, uh, some sports cards and, and in one of those, you know, first little, you know, two or three sports cards that he was given, there was a, uh, a Shaquille O'Neal card of him holding a, a Pepsi machine. And it was, it was just larger than life, man. You know, I'm six years old. Uh, Sha Shaquille O'Neal is probably one of the most prevalent names in the world at the time. You know, it's, Cause I mean, Shaq, that was, that was like an interesting name, you know, and it was easy to market and it was just all over the place. <laughs> and, um, it was in a, it was in a top loader and I'm over here thinking, I'm like, man, it's all, you got it in the professional case. I'm like, man, you're sitting on gold, man. That's going to be a gold mine later in life. And, um, you know, uh, time would go by and he would, he would keep giving them some cards, man. And that was our, that was our only outlet into the hobby you know we were young we, we weren't going to the card store yet uh i mean i didn't even know about sports cards you know i didn't even know they existed i was a little kid and so um yeah man and, and it's funny I, I recently went out and, and and repurchased that same uh shag card it's like an unlicensed card it's not worth anything at all which is kind of funny but um it's priceless man you know to to know that 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 was like the first uh, seed that was planted uh, in the hobby for me, and uh, you know, and later in life I ended up going to daycare and and made my own friendship with that same dude Jesse, 
he never gave me any baseball cards, but uh, he was a you know super cool uh, counselor, uh, sim- very similar to uh, to our boy Pete. Man, you know, like I, I can only imagine him being the most ideal counselor you could ever want your kids to be around. Man, I could tell from his energy. I could tell from just the way that he approaches life, you know, and, and, uh, you know, this, this dude, Jesse, man, he, he was like, he was like the peak of my youth. Nice. You know, so. Hey, shout out Jesse. Shout and, out uh, Jesse. I actually stood <laughs> next to Shaq once in my life. Yeah. That guy is not human. My God. I got one for me. It would be most memorable. It's not a moment, but rather moments like an error for me. And it's crazy you ask that because I just had one of those awakenings that I've never had or thoughts that I've never had or realizations that I've never had before. And like low key cards Mm -hmm. kept me balanced in middle school, y'all, junior high. This is why sixth, seventh and eighth grade, the the middle school I went to, I went to a private school. My parents busted their ass. I'm a first generation American. They're from the West Indies. Father's from St. Lucia. Mother's from Haiti. My dad worked for um, some paper printing companies back in the day. And then he said steel. He plays the steel. He used to play the steel drums, still plays the steel drums. And then. My mother was a home health care nurse, so she was always working 24 hours a day, but they did what they could to put me and my brother in private school. We went to a private school right in Piedmont, Donnie, and Piedmont, KK, is like right on the cusp of North Oakland and Piedmont, and Piedmont is like a nice, well, you know what I'm saying, money area, safe place, but right outside of that, you have Oakland and it's regular danger, so. Yeah, right outside. Right outside, like literally right across the street. You know what I mean? Piedmont's like literally maybe 14 blocks. You know what I'm saying? Long. But, it's, but it's the other side of the tracks, 100%. Exactly, right? So so um, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we would have basketball practice um, maybe a couple hours after school. And in the interim, um, when we weren't um, 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 uh, 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 flirting, when we weren't um, doing other things that teen, young teens do and leading and following and other things, man, there was a card shop, DC Comics and Mr. Games, a comic book store, and then there was a sports card shop, Collector's Corner. Um, this was back in the early 90s, late 90s. Um, I think I've been there, man. That sounds familiar. Yeah, DC Comics is actually still up and running. It's still up yeah. and running in Piedmont, same spot. Collector's Corner's been gone for a while. But we used to go there, man, every day after school. And that was the balance that kept us from going uh, to the other side of the train tracks to get into more trouble. It kept our trouble in Piedmont. Anything man, they were doing And it, and it was calling, track, man. It was right there calling you yeah, too, man. Yeah, it was calling us. And if we didn't have those card shops, bro, in those comic book shops... We would have literally went to those other schools and went right across the street. But instead, we had that literally every day. I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's times where we even got caught stealing in those shots, but they knew us so well. They'll be like, hey, look, (laughs) this is how we're going to do it. You know what I mean? So it was that kind of relationship there. Like, not me personally. I never stole from there. I was scared as hell. But we had (laughs) people, but there were people that we were with that would steal, you know what I'm saying? So we were all in on it together. So we all had to suffer the consequences. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Just being there kept us from being outside to where if we would have stole somewhere else, they would have called the police on us and it would have been a whole something totally different. You know what I mean? I mean, they would have called the police on you. Best case scenario, man. Best case scenario. You know what I mean? So just for the cards, that's the moment, man, is 
every day from sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade during basketball season, being able to walk to Collector's Corner, look at Latrell Spiro cards, save our lunch money to buy whatever cards we wanted. You know what I mean? Jordan inserts. And that's uh, really, that's really, that, that's really interesting, man. For, cause for me, it was, uh, it was skateboarding, man. We, 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 yeah. uh, me and my buddies would be at the skate shop. Um, f- for me, I transitioned out of, uh, you know, sports cards and all that. I transitioned when Pokemon got real hot, like initially in like 1980, 1998, 1999. Okay. I'm, I'm nine years old, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm target, I'm target audience. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and somehow, man, um, they, they just became cooler than baseball cards, you know, like, like, like they made you not care at all about baseball cards. I have, I have no idea how that even works, man. How, but like, Somehow, man, they, they, they found a way to market it over here in America real <laughs> well. And, uh, you know, it looks like we're having the, the reoccurrence of that right now. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like for, for, for probably two or three years, man, every, every uh, dollar that I had went to packs of Pokemon cards trying to pull a Charizard. Nothing else. No doubt. Never pulled it. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I'm really glad that, uh, that it was able to uh... – plug that gap in your youth there pete i mean because most people do just go most people just go for sports and, and yeah, they use sports as, as that kind of uh you know safety net and everything but sports cards is something that you're doing on your own man i'm glad that you had the uh you know the wherewithal and the independence to do that on your own because you know not everybody's going to give it to you uh you know is going to give you the opportunity when you're even when you're young like that you know Shit. So like when I was right, young, right, uh, right, right. I was 13. So my answer would be uh, that I had a, I got like one of my first jobs at a card store. So I worked at a, at a, at a hobby shop. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you lucky, oh, you lucky bitch. Oh, it was like, you know, you got good. summer vacation. That's the dream, and dude. And the guys in, <laughs> in the neighborhood, they, they were throwing around more money because they were older, but they all had, you know, jobs and stuff. And this one guy wanted to open up a card shop in in uh, in Bensonhurst. So um, he was just looking for someone to run it like during the day while he worked. So the, that whole summer I spent basically as just sitting behind the counter uh, and and selling packs and, and, and talking about the hobby to the kids, you know, to the other kids in the neighborhood. Wow. Jesus Christ. Did you so well, did you ever did, did you ever catch kids stealing and shit? behind the behind the uh, the counter? So if they wanted packs, they would pay and then we'd give it to them. We'd show them. Yeah. I mean, I guess kids would try to do something here or there. But, you know, you sure. know, they couldn't they didn't really have access to anything, you know, because we didn't leave the packs yeah. out. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, especially I mean, in New York, I bet, man. <laughs> trying to do some stuff, but uh, but they didn't really get away with it. So, um, you know, I, I spent that summer and I, I just remember like, uh, you know, like. I remember two weeks passed and he gave me a paycheck and it was something like $170. So like you would, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, Oh my God, the cards that I'm going to get now. And that Friday when he paid me, he's like, we're going to a show. You want to come to a show? And I was like, you kidding me? I have all this money. So we went and we spent the night um, at a local (laughs) show, maybe 50 tables, which is still pretty nice. Um, and uh, I remember buying uh, this mm. limited edition Griffey Jr., Griffey Sr., and Craig Griffey 24 karat gold card set, like a three card commemorative set made of 24 karat gold. Wow. And 
Craig Griffey. Good old Craig, I, I dude. Hey, shout out Craig Griffey. He, he was in the minors, right? And that's so why I we're giving a shout was, out to um, Craig Griffey. I bought a Griffey um, a high school card. Uh, back in the day, they were, they were pretty rare. So it was a, like a molar high card. I mean, I think they made a lot of them. It's not terribly expensive nowadays. But, um, but it, you know, those were a couple of cards that, you know, I didn't get a hold of. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of without that job. And I just remember that night because back in the day, you know, you can smoke cigarettes in, in, in card shows and every single dealer was like a chain smoker. So I remember every show just being like this cloud of smoke <laughs> when we used to go. And it used to be kind of nauseating, actually. But um, it, it, it was definitely something I remember from my youth is the smell of cigarette smoke at, at, a, at a card show because they, <laughs> they, they were smoking like Crazy. There was even one guy with like a tracheotomy thing, and he was in. He was in there. I was like, "Yo, let it go." Yeah, out man, there, out was, there, smoking hella like packs of Winston smoke, huh? like like about six feet in the air, like a whole film of it, and it was like you know over the whole show. It was crazy, oh. but and th- those were the guys hawking a uh, vintage, and um, it was always fun to see. But the, the, the kids were always about the modern stuff. So, um, you know, little did we know how, how much better the vintage was. And they were all telling us and we were like, yeah, whatever, old man, whatever. So, like, I was I was, interested in Griffey, <laughs> and you know, it's not a terrible choice, but, um, you know, I should have actually been over at the table getting those getting those mantles and and maze cards and stuff like that, you know. But, you know, right. the, you know, you, you can't go back and change that. Right. <laughs> and you can't get them now. Yeah, getting getting a mantle now. Such you, such you know, is you gotta, life. You got to dig pretty deep. You got to dig pretty deep in your pockets. But um, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, dude, I, like I, one, I mean, the the first car that I learned of that that was gonna be a super mm-hmm. out of reach card was a was a Michael Jordan rookie. But I mean, by by, by that time, that was already like a super uh, out of reach card, man. Like, go ahead. I, you know, just, I mean, I, yeah. I was gonna say who I mean who who knows what the what the uh, uh, the price was back then compared to what it is now, but uh, I mean especially for a kid you know I mean the raw was well over a thousand bucks you know like it was it was it was very out of reach for a kid issue one has Michael Jordan at one hundred and seventy five dollars was the first what year was that it must have been in eighty eight or something right late 88 so it was a so, so that was probably yeah, that was probably the first big card that was, they were really was, um for modern times you I know mean, pumping if up. you go into vintage uh the mantle rookie was probably somewhere sitting there at like five grand or something so you know of those course were... of course yeah well i mean but that's i mean that, that yeah that's been out yeah. of reach since yeah, you know no decades I mean, before i was born was the, the big investments <laughs> but you you know kids were you know, anybody who had five grand and, and were, was kind of on the young side, they were they were buying cars when they were, you know, 16, 18 years old. They weren't, you know, really thinking that investing in baseball cards was going to be like their their retirement plan. You know, no one had that in their head, really, except for maybe those old guys sitting in the, in the in, at the shows. But, yeah, right. you know, they it, hopefully they pass it on to their kids and those kids are now sitting <laughs> on some nice uh, some nice vintage but yeah, that's my story, man. I, I yeah, I was a like sort of a manager at a card uh, at a card store, and it was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of I, you know, I had a, a good time. When well, I was what was the time because, span that you worked? Uh, there it was for? kind of like I geez, it was ninety two, ninety three, and by the time like you know that that shop was open and closed pretty quick because a he didn't he didn't have the time when oh, I went back no. to school, and 
and it, things started getting pretty thin by 93, 94, you know, uh, when it, when it came to a lot of places closing. Sure. I mean, there was a, uh, there was, there, there was, was a strike, strike baseball, right? but baseball? I mean, everything was so overproduced that, you know, the, the fat had kind of gone the, the, you know, the 10 year old kids went out 14 and, true, true. and, you know, when they're in high school, they're not showing off their baseball cards, the girls, man, they're, they're showing off their basketball skills. So, so things, things went, went away yeah. for a while, obviously they bounced <laughs> back, but, uh, you know, that's just the waves of generation. That's, that's just the way it goes. But uh, I, I certainly got away from it, too. And then I came back for it for nostalgic reasons. And now I'm in it, I'm in it for the art. So, uh, you know, it comes in waves. Yeah. Hey, hey, real, real, real quick. You know what? Damn it. We uh, we actually have yeah. to do our super side of shout outs real quick. But but oh, but, yeah. but, but oh, before yeah. I do that, I was going to give um, <laughs> an impromptu super savage shout out. To my guy Bobby right. over at Diamond Sports Cars, because as a kid, as a kid, that's where I would go. Uh, I mean, you know, to to buy my first, my very first pack of cars oh, what's was, the, what's was the at that what's the uh, card shop. You know, um, man, it's on, it's on, it's on Fourth Street in San Rafael, uh, California. Very well known. Oh, Diamond A, I bought all my um, all my '86 Fleers okay. that I have. That's where I got him from, like five, six. You years bought him. Ago, hey, bro. you bought him. You bought him. I, I was waiting. I love that. You bought him bro. from Bobby, bro. Uh, one hundred percent. Like he owns the shop. He, all my Curry rookies, I bought yep. from there. Uh, Dude, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby owns that shop. He's been. He he's owned it since before. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's. I think he's on his twenty uh, fifth year of being open. And dude, yeah. you try to find another uh, sports card hobby shop that's been open for twenty five years. I mean that's, whew, you know, shout hey shout out to Bobby. That's all I got to say about that. Shout out, shout out to Bobby, man. Great deal. I, this was five six years ago. Last time I've been in. And there, I bet but, you had a great yeah. experience, man. I've never met anyone that hasn't uh, had a good experience with Bobby. Oh yeah, me and my brother loved it there. We used to go there all the time. I just haven't been in a while. But me, what? Yeah, oh, it raised man. me, man. It damn near raised me like that. You know, that it shaped it shaped my love for the hobby. You know, like going in there was like walking into the ultimate man cave always, you know? It's 30 minutes away from my house, so you know what I have to like it. In order Hell to yeah, it was five minutes away from mine, so you know that nice. I had to be yeah, there. Yeah, I had a shop like that too. They would actually, <laughs> right. they put up my art. And uh, so like I had that sitting on consignment on the walls, man. It was, it was, it's always fun when you, uh, you know, you hook up with your uh, your local card shop and you become a regular. No. It's awesome. Uh, you told me. I thought you told me you had a, a kind of a negative experience with that. Run. Well, I mean, maybe in the long run, my art when, when it shut, shut down, down. He also took off with the art, and I never got it back. <laughs> but um, that's all right. I mean, Oof, no love lost no there. I, I still had uh, some good times at that shop. Uh but uh, yeah, super savage shoutouts, guys. Man, what do you what do you say for the youth? Man, for, for me this week, I'm going to mention a young man whose name I feel is already out there as far as the hobby is concerned. But, I mean, this young guy is only 16 years old. Um, he's a sports and sports card enthusiast. I feel like he's a leader. I feel like he, man, I just, I, I admire him. He's only 16 years of age. And that's Let's Conrad from Conrad Sports Cards. Um, man, from his insight and perspective and gut and 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 uh, man, he's just so brave to me. Um, his content, he's funny. He's a he's hilarious. 
Um, I just love to see youth go out on the edge and wear so many hats and he's still in school. All the youth we're mentioning are still in school, right? And they're still showing this passion for the hobby mm -hmm. and more passion that I had at this age. Even if I would have had the same resources, I wouldn't have been this gifted or talented as these children that we are about to name or these kids, young, young adults that we are about to name. But I just admire their passion their their uh consistency and conrad's just yeah his consistency just um in perspective and you know willingness to 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 trust his gut on any and everything and to be so young and to do that man i admire it i didn't learn how to do that till i was probably 30 plus years somewhere around here so i was like oh, okay i can it's not embarrassing to be myself you know what i mean so man i commend Man, all all the children we're gonna name, but my guy Conrad sports cards for sure. Let's for go, sure. Conrad. So I'm, uh, awesome. Give him my super seven right shout on. out to this week, man. Shout out to Conrad. Um, I'll I'll jump in real quick because I have two. I'd Let's like go. to get them out yep. real quick. Um, so uh, man, both of these kids are under the age of sixteen years old, and uh, and, and literally both of these kids, okay. I've done trades with that have resulted in me. Um, having some, some high-end cards that I love that are in my PC forever, you know. So you, you never know who you're going to uh, affiliate with uh, in this hobby, you know. And that, hey, that's why it's very important to have the right advocates uh, dealing with youth, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, I mean, that's what – I know that's what you try to be, Pete. That's what I try to be, a uh, card killer. I know, you know, I know that's how he uh, tries to live his life. But, um, you know, the first one uh, reached out to me about trading a gold label uh, Daryl Strawberry autograph number to 15, I think it was. And, um, you know, we I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, when I was that age, I didn't own any uh, autograph cards, really, let alone, you know, a, a nice short print autograph that I was willing to trade. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, he and I connected. We made a, a trade real easy um you know he's a big astros fan so uh i gave him all the the cool astros cards that i had and uh you know i'm i'm more than generous when it when it comes to uh especially cards that i can live without you know and um yeah uh that being said I mean, i'll go ahead and tell you what his name is uh his handle is at goaded baseball cards 093 uh his name is blake and since then, I mean, we probably we probably done five or six uh, trades, you know, decent sized trades. Uh, I, you know, I think we've both, you know, maybe bought a card or two off of each other. And uh, so, yeah, man, shout out, shout out to Blake over at Goaded Baseball Cards zero nine three, uh, all one word. And then the second uh, young man kind of had a had a similar scenario. Um, I believe he just just turned 15, maybe a couple months ago, and he reached out to me on my on my backup page, um, uh, Docket Day 16, where I show Doc Gooden and uh, Daryl Strawberry cards, and he had a a, a Daryl Strawberry eight by ten that he wasn't sure about the uh, the signature, so he reached out to me and asked me about it, and um, you know I. I, I I told him to, to hit me up at my main account because that's where I spend most of my time. And, um, you know, he, he was pretty surprised that he was dealing with somebody that had that many followers, you know? And, um, at the time he didn't have, he didn't have a hobby account. 
he had just his main account where he was just starting to get a passion for the hobby. And so he and I got to talking and I told him, I said, why don't you start a hobby account? You know, and he, man, he couldn't have been more receptive. Uh, I, 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 you know, I gave him all of the intel that I had, you know, basically I, you know, card killer and I both have been doing this for, for a little bit over two years and we have a lot of um, hit and misses, you know? So it, it, it was unique to be able to share my experiences with someone that was super willing to, to hear it, do it and see if it works. And um, now we're talking about a 15 year old kid that has um, 3,500 followers, man, on his hobby account that he started because I convinced him to. And that, and, and you know, that's been probably the most gratifying part of his life. You know, if you're putting that amount of time into it, I know it is for me. And um, for him, his his handle is at Seattle underscore card collector. And he has definitely supported uh, both me and Card Killer quite a bit uh, within, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, story shout outs or, you know, hashtag let him in. Um, you know, he, he, uh, just another another real solid kid that I have made trades with that result in me getting, you know, Hall of Fame autographs, man. Jim, Jim Tomei autograph, you know, that's a Hall of Famer uh, autograph that I never would have had if I didn't make a trade with him. So shout out to uh, Seattle Card Collector. And his name is Jackson, man. Good, good kid. So uh, I know he doesn't have spot. I know he doesn't have Spotify. So I hope he gets yeah, his cheers, at dude. some point. Um, but even if yeah, he doesn't, man, it, man, good kid. It's awesome. Uh, okay, my, my savage shout out. Uh, I, I, this kid, I've been following him almost since the day I started my, my, uh, my Instagram account, um, my card art account. And, uh, I, he's been doing this for years. He's a huge staple in the community itself. I think every, he's only 13 now. He started like when he was probably either 10 or 11 and he's been doing it for years. His, um, his production value is top notch. He has this. Uh, he does. Yeah, way way he's, better than ours. He's like he's like sitting in his own <laughs> in his own TV show day, day to day. It's awesome. Um, you know, he he sits and he rips. Uh, he rips a, a pack almost uh, pretty much every day, uh, and then he does a review uh, with him. And um, and you know these are not really expensive packs, but you know he's on, he's only a kid, so. He's like basically entertaining the youth of the hobby while being like Doesn't really big. And, and he interviews, God, man, everybody in the industry, uh, even uh, the likes of James Beckett. He's been interviewing and he has a own show called Hobby Life. And uh, every time um, every time I think of uh, what the future of the hobby is going to be, it comes down to this kid. And uh, he's known as Brody the Kid. And his Instagram handle... Yeah. Yeah, shout out Brody uh, the so kid, baby. his Instagram handle is Brody the Kid One. Um, just I, I can't explain how like this guy is like a pro at 13, and um, and he's got everything set up. He's involved with Tops. He's involved with Panini. He does you know he makes appearances everywhere. He's basically like the he he, he like represents like the entire youth of the culture, and 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 he shows it and he works. He works his ass off. So. Um, I, I, you know, much, much respect. I've, I've enjoyed his stuff for years. And since day one, 
Um, I know he knows who I am. I, I shot it out um, to him on his birthday for him uh, recently to say what's up because he uh, he just turned 13 and um, just have a lot. Of, I have a lot of adult respect for him, you know, as as a kid, as a kid who does, you know, big league, big kid things. He He's like straight up in the forefront of it. And uh, shit, way bigger yeah, than anything I was yeah, doing at that age around for a long time. I don't know if he's going to change his name because nice. Brody the kid works works for him. Uh, so yeah, Brody, yeah, no, Brody the, Brody the adult. I don't, I don't think that's gonna work too well for him, but he could keep Brody the kid. I think he'd be fine with it. Um, but yeah, just complete respect for him. Uh, just wanted to make that my shout out for the youth. Yeah, har- harboring sure. young talent, man. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that that I mean, being that impressionable on on a kid and 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 helping him achieve such such uh you know outlandish goals man could you imagine being 13 years old and and inter- interviewing yeah. James Beckett yeah man like, what you know um nah, that's the tip of the iceberg man. I bet he didn't even sweat yeah. like he didn't even break employees sweat. top employees <laughs> it's uh, he talks to everybody man well uh you know as always i would uh strongly urge anybody and everybody to uh you know hit hit all three of us up and give us some feedback um soon soon we'll be having uh our own page for uh, our own instagram page for this podcast outside the wax and um you know until then Mm. man feel free to hit up three of us on our instagram accounts and, and and give us some feedback what you like what you don't like um you know I mean, we are, yeah, like we said in the past, we are doing it for you guys. Um, and as well as being therapeutic for us, man. But, you know, we do it to entertain y'all. And uh, we just want to do it the best we can. So let us know yeah, what, you, what you like. we definitely want to be 100% accessible. So uh, I, I never I never do not answer a DM. So, yeah, you, you'll always get that from me, bro. And we appreciate we appreciate everybody right. for uh for listening in tonight i will i will never not answer but, a yeah, respectful you that. <laughs> i want to say exactly. uh you guys enjoy the rest of your night mm-hmm. and uh we'll catch up next week and uh you know cheers to the uh the to the episode for the youth of the nation yeah man i'll get I'll, I'll i'll catch you guys outside pack. boy i'm married to the pack had a wax wedding no investors holding wax so we kept ripping i know that prism hot i can see it sweating all my boxes reptiles that's why they keep shedding i can rip a pack with no effort at all